Blog Talk Radio. drunk in your cut, y'all. Look, we doubled our listeners from last year during last week, so I want to give a big thank you to the Picking Up the Blitz Brigade from us and our sponsors, the Near Food Mart. If you're too drunk to drive, Raj will bring the chicken and booze right to you, and Wild Dog Hot Sauce, and also SportsPrimeCombine.com. Eddie, I'm not really mad about anything in sports right now. Uh, I'm more just concerned. Can you can you believe that, Ethan? What the hell are you concerned about, man? What what could you possibly be concerned about? I can understand not being mad, but what, what's really what's bothering you deep down, KB? I'll tell you what's bothering me deep down. I know tell that. Me. I, I know. Look, Eddie. We got this college basketball thing going on. I'm not mad at some college basketball players or the players that made it through the scandal. I'm not mad at their family. Look, I'm not, I'm not even mad at the agents. I'm just like if you're if you're not cheating, you're not trying. In NASCAR, Rubin's racing. Let's try the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Look, I'm not mad. At any of these guys. But I do understand where the scandal lies here. It lies in two places. This is not... This college basketball scandal... I don't know how much of our listeners have been paying attention to. The phone number to call into the show and blitz the show is... 267-521-0153. We also have a Facebook page you can find us on. Twitter account too. So get up with the show. But this is not an FBI investigation issue. This is an IRS issue. And mainly, Eddie, it's an issue that doesn't make anybody look good right now. Nobody. Not the kids, not their families, not the agents, not the coaches, or the NCAA. They all look bad. This is tax evasion. That's it, man. That's it. It's tax evasion. The rest of it is capitalism and people taking initiative. Except for two things. Except for two things. And that's the NBA, not the NBA, the NCAA's lack of willingness to reform in the FBI. The NCAA's lack of willingness to reform right now is absolutely ridiculous. These problems that are being exposed right now have been around for ages. I'm talking about before I was even born. Before I was even born. And look, they won't change. They refuse to. And the FBI, the FBI, 
Wow. Wow. You really impressed me. You really impressed me. I can think of ten acts of tear off the top of my head that have gone down while I've been alive. I'm sure not all of ten of these were realistically preventable, but I'm sure some of them were. And now you got some M- you got some FBI hotshot that wants to take these college coaches down. It's like, come on, man. Cool your jets, bro. Just let the IRS and the NCAA handle this. It's okay. their problem. The, the, no, not yet. Not yet. Because the FBI right, needed, uh, needed the IRS to get Al Capone. Basically, what I'm saying, Eddie, is it's called audits. And, and we all know what those are, folks. And we all look to avoid them in the future. Ethan, I'm going to be very surprised and very pissed if the NCAA crushes 20 programs and 20 coaches and they don't have to sanction themselves and, to, and be forced into some sort of reform which would prevent this from happening to begin with. And also Listen, we got a lot of we got a lot of NFL stuff to get into on the show as well too. What's happening here, Ethan? Bunch of stuff that we got to get into on this show. I'm glad that you opened that as slowly as you did. Golly, bro, you're putting me to sleep, man. You got to pick up the pace, baby. You got to get with the game. Look, honestly, we're going to touch on this a little bit after the picks. I just want to say a few things real quick. For the players that are offered the money coming from the situations that they're in, there is no way when you have a $100,000 check, for example, the Arizona situation – front in your face that you're anything to blame absolutely not you're a skilled player and these guys are trying to lock you down if you're going to look at these players and really try and hold them accountable absolutely not these guys are coming from very very bad living situations and are trying to make something for themselves and their family and they have to go to college which obviously we have known for years and years and years as you alluded to that these guys are not there for an education they are there as a stepping stone to get them to the paychecks And if there's going to be an extra little paycheck along the way, I would not blame them. And no one in sports media can blame them for taking that money grab, okay? If anyone's to be held accountable, it's the guys that have been doing this for 50, 60 years. And if the FBI has nothing better to do than look into it, that's one thing. I'm sure some callers will bring the blitz, buddy. You drop the number at 267-521-0153 because I think we're going to be talking about this for a majority of the show. But right now, what time is it, KB? Right now, what time is it? It's time for the Locked and Loaded Picks of the Week. We get you winners here every week, all week. Let's make you money. Let's go, E-Fane. Starting with your guys at home tonight, Charlotte is going to be playing in Boston. Boston, minus seven. Gordon Hayward, obviously out for Charlotte. Dwight Howard is probable. What do you got? I don't. I'm not taking seven points uh, in a football game. I don't think I'm going to take seven points in a basketball game. Charlotte, while they still have Kimball Walker, has the opportunity to keep this thing close. I'm taking Charlotte plus seven. Man, betting against your own guys. I will go with Boston minus the seven. I like starting off the show betting against you. Next up at 8:05, tip off. Golden State Warriors minus eight and a half at Washington. Washington's got John Wall out, but they are hot right now. And if you see Golden State only getting only getting minus eight and a half, I feel like these guys might know something we don't. Where are you going with this one? I don't think Washington can keep it with eight and a half. I don't think Washington could even dream of keeping it within eight and a half. I think uh, right I think now. I think Beal 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 might Beal might keep it within uh, Bradley Beal. That is their uh, shooting guard. He might keep it within 
uh, 10 or 11 points, but 8.5, nah. They're, uh, Vegas is fooling with you right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will also go Golden State with minus 8.5 all day long. Another one starting at 7.05, though, and this one's just to our producer, who is MIA tonight. But, hey, man, the guy's a good guy, so we'll give him props on whatever he's doing, finishing up a business project or just stuck in an escalator. Nobody knows, man. We are going to have to roll with the Orlando Magic. Toronto playing in Orlando. Toronto just updated as I'm speaking. It went from 8.5 to just now 9.5, dude. I, I know tip-off should have been about three minutes ago, but I guess it hasn't tipped off yet. Toronto minus 9.5 at Orlando. Who you got? I'm taking Orlando in this. Uh, even though they have to go all the way up to Canada, I – no, 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 no. I can't even talk myself into this pick, Eddie. I'm taking Toronto. Come on, let's get real. You're going to take Toronto minus 9.5? Yes. Interesting call. I'm going to go the opposite way, even though Aaron Gordon is probable. Probable. Come on, he's going to play. I'm going to go Orlando here just for mad money's sake. How many is that? You want some more? I got, I got games all day long, bro. How about this one with the tanking Dallas Mavericks? Oklahoma City at the tanking, admittedly tanking Dallas Mavericks. Oklahoma City minus five. Who you got, KB? Uh, well, Carmelo Carmelo's on the Oklahoma City Thunder, so they're kind of tanking too, if you ask me. Um, it should be a close game. I'm gonna I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take the cover on this. You so you're telling me Oklahoma City is what you're gonna roll with, and they're gonna cover minus five, or what are you saying? Dallas is gonna cover. What are you saying? Give me the cover. What do you mean? I'm saying Dallas is gonna cover. Absolutely not, not even close. We are going to be rolling with Oklahoma City. If you guys want to stick to the winning side, Swiss Brigade, if you guys want to win money, start listening to me, dude. Check out my records. Look at the past shows. You know who got it. And we're going to do our last and final one. It's going to be a late tip off tonight over there on the West Coast. The Houston Rockets at LA Clippers. Houston with the James Harden phenomenon. The Houston team that has me every day thinking that they might just might be able to knock off Warriors. Houston minus seven at LA Clippers. Come on, get the hell out of here, KB. If you're going to tell me you're not going Houston, you're out of your mind. No, I'm going LA to cover this one. Um, it just makes sense, man. It just makes sense. The uh, the Clippers, the Clippers are hot. Give me Houston, I'd give up 12, bro. Ah, you're making well, a pretty no. good argument. You're making a pretty good argument. No, 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 no. You got to go with your gut instinct. My gut instinct is the Clippers hold down their home fort that they also share with L.A. Lakers. Let that be known because I am no fan of L.A. But we got our first caller from the Blitz Brigade. Let's see what this is all about. Caller, where are you bringing this Blitz from? What's your name, Holmes? Am I on? You yeah, you're on. on the live air. I uh, went to co- I went to college with you guys. I'm fairly knowledgeable about oh, sports. So um, my name is uh, my name is Andy. They call me Coop or Coops. So um, one to bring to attention one of the spreads you're talking about the Wizards Golden State. So I am a Wizards fan, and I think the last I looked for was it a nine spread. Is that what you guys were looking at? 
I had it at eight and a half, and I think it might have been nine and a half. I'm not sure if that was it. Here's the thing. Washington's playing at home, but they just played the Bucks last night. That means they got on the plane at about 2 a.m. to fly back to D.C. They're flying back to D.C. to play this game today. Meanwhile, the Warriors have been in town all week. They denied Trump's invite or whatever to the White House, but they've been supporting KD's charities and all that stuff. So they've been in town. They've been rested. As much as I want to go – as much as I want to root for my Wizards, and obviously I think they could pull it out because nine's a big number in the NBA, but this could be a blowout game, I think, because the Wizards have played, what, three games in four days. They're just getting back home late last night. So I think that's kind of a, it's my game I might not want to touch. Hey, but your was, boys but... are hot right now. Your boys are real hot right now, though, man. You know that, right, Cooper? They are yeah, hot, but they've, been, but they've also they've been hotter. They're playing. They've been hotter without they're... John Wall. Yeah, and I've actually um, – well, it's actually kind of funny. Some of the people I work with live in Arlington. One of my friends knows Otto Porter. And uh, from hearsay, John Wall is not the nicest guy. That's a guy, cool shout-out, so. Coop. If one of your friends knows him, dude, yeah, well, we can hey, hang out Hey, this is more. all hearsay, but, um, you know, there's a lot of dysfunction in the Wizards locker room. So, you know, John Wall is obviously the best Always player. Always has but been. Always has been. Down, John Wall – Tom Wall's turning into Gilbert Arenas. Learning, though. I think he's learning from his... Well, unless he brings guns to the locker room or something, I don't think he'll be that bad. But, you know. <laughs> all right, all right. We got another call on line, Coop. Uh, let's, let's hear the final points here. Coop, I want to hear your thoughts about the NCAA. All right, hold on. We're looking at the... What's the overrun? guy from what I remember from college. So I want to hear your thoughts on how the NCAA basketball, literally as a whole, is about to just... Crumble as we are. I would say one one twenty four to one oh nine Warriors. Well, that did not answer my question whatsoever. But hey, there's oh, his prediction. The Lock it in. Uh, if he gets it right, hell, we'll have him back on the show. Can we call back later to talk about college ball? You can do whatever you want, Coop. If we let you on, it's another story. We're hey, uh, no, you can double if you can double dip here on my. Uh, on uh, my my opening monologue here, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow. We'll allow it. It's a college-driven show. If he's gonna, if he's gonna have to, if he's gonna have to double putt and and, uh, and birdie on the hole, then that's what it is. That's what it is. Hey, so man, I'm, I'm actually here I'm with my ahead. buddy Kevin, who's my best bud from back home. He's a West Virginia University grad, so that means um, <laughs> you know he's he, he he got the job at the coal mine, so he's he's had some downtime. <laughs> but uh, big rich Rodriguez. Hey, uh, talking about Big 12 refs is uh, something we'll have to go down on another path. But, hey, thanks for, thanks for letting us on. Um, I'm thinking well, it might be closer than what Coops is saying. Well, but um, Real quick, I'll, 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 I'll quicken this up, Kyle. What was your first point? You're talking about the NCAA with LeBron saying that's corrupt and everything. And is that what you were going at? Well, just the, just the corruption and the fact that the only thing that is uh, at stake here is just tax evasion. There's really the corruption lies on the lack of uh, reform from the NCAA, not anything else. Well, the fact the that Miles Bridges from Michigan State had to back pay $40 for a supposed dinner that may or may not have happened just goes to show you how absolutely ridiculous it is. I mean, it's it's just it's it's crazy for the amount of money that they pull. So, I mean, obviously well, cool. you wouldn't cool. want to pay. Also, though, with Arizona's head coach being caught on tape offering to recruit the center from wherever – uh, the $100,000 and being caught Did you see that's not – that hasn't been corroborated, though. They don't have the tape. Mark Schlebach from ESPN 
is the only one who reported it, and there's multiple reports now saying I that there's no I gave the report case. to Mark Schlebach, dude. I was the one that dropped Oh, my God. No credit. All right, we got to blow it up. We got to go to the next call. Thank you guys for bringing your blitz. We'll let you guys go. Take care, guys. Love talking to you. All right. All right, buddy. Good call. Caller, you're on the line. You're on the live air to make it official, just like our last caller. What's your name and where are you bringing the blitz from? It's Brandon from Columbus. What's going on, Brandon from Columbus and the Blitz Brigade? What's going on? I'm, I'm blitzing from both corners. I got I'm, I got a blitz on both each of y'all blocking backs. I want to talk to Eddie first. I want to know, and then from KB, I want to know from Eddie, who do you think the Dolphins will draft and who will they? And same question for KB. Who do you think the Giants are going to draft and who should they draft? Well, I'll take it first as, as your Let me go first. Let me go first. Eddie, let me go first here. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, I mean, I thought it was a call-driven show, but you take the lead, KB. Yeah, yeah, I need to take the lead in this because I'm hosting and producing at the same time here, so it's a little bit difficult. So let me take the lead on this one. Look, who the Giants should draft is Saquon Barkley because he's a can't-miss. Number one, he's big, he's talented, he's passionate, and he gets his feet out of the ground on contact. So you know you're not going to have a big-time knee injury early in his career. That's exactly who they should draft. Now, who they could draft, who will they draft? Dave Gettleman drafts Saquon Barkley, if he's got any brains about him. I'm fine with that. Throw, throw it, Eddie. What do you play. think? What do you think, Eddie? Would you Would you like my my honest uh, concern? Um, here's the thing. Now, there's been a lot of Baker Mayfield talk that's floating around South Florida here. After a tweet that he, uh, I think it was to Jarvis Landry or somebody else, said, "Hey, yo, bro, get me there," where it should, would mean that Baker Mayfield would be considered if still available when the 11th pick comes around. And if you ask me, that's an asinine move. Baker Mayfield, although I loved watching him play football, I just can't – and in college at Oklahoma, I, I just cannot see him transitioning size-wise, skill set-wise into the NFL as a productive quarterback. I think that we've all come to the realization that it's six foot or under, it's just not really going to work out. And if they want to list him at 6'2", or whatever they're going to list him at, we all know realistically that's not the case. Now, however, there is – a Wolverine from Michigan out there by the name of Taco Charlton, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, a defensive end. And we are looking at the end of a Cameron Wake when we still have the Dominican Sioux for a couple more years with productivity. We need the defense. We drafted a linebacker by the name, I cannot, McMillan something, where he blew his ACL out in the first preseason game, was done for the season. We need youth and defense. We could also look at some cornerbacks and linebackers, but Kiko Alonso is a small guy at our middle linebacker position. The one that is sticking out to me is either Taco Charlton, who no one has heard of from Michigan, defensive end, or cornerback Sidney Jones from Washington. Our cornerback position, has, although has increased in productivity, we need to focus defensively. Kenyon Drake, who Beck, I will give you credit for, you have always been high on Kenyon Drake. You've told me about Kenyon Drake multiple, multiple times. And when we got rid of J.I.J., I said, what the hell are we doing? Yet Kenyon Drake filled the shoes with some big numbers towards the end of the season last year. Now, but if you're asking me, 
Do not go for a quarterback. Let's see what Ryan Tannehill really has approaching 30 years of age. And let's draft defensively. And let's draft defensively. And if you're going to tell me, Baker Mayfield, if we can get a quarterback, if we can get your boy Lamar Jackson in the third round and we're still sitting around there, perfect. And if we do end up trading Jarvis Landry, although we franchise him, and we can trade and get two first-rounders for him, this is a whole other discussion, Columbus. But what I am going to tell you is right now, my my mind state, defense. Your thoughts? Sounds like a scouting report, Eddie. I, you, you convinced me. You you think that cornerback is better it's than the, the Alabama the cornerback, or the Alabama cornerback be gone by number name, eleven, right? If you go for big name, you're you're right. It's possible. But it, as I've looked at it in the research that I've done on this subject, these guys are going to be available. And if we go and try and make a name for ourselves. By getting Baker Mayfield, it just goes to show you the type of mismanaged organization that we have. Because Baker Mayfield, I would love to see him succeed. I don't want him in my but, team's jersey. Let me, let me plant this seed right now for teams that are like the Minnesota Vikings, the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins, uh, the teams that are not sure about your quarterback situation. We we can't dive. We don't have the time to dive into this fully, so let's not go there. I'm yes, just dropping do. this for, for, for full reference here. That they should – these are the teams that should be looking at Lamar Jackson because he can do other things in the meantime athletically. He can return punts. He can return kicks. He can play wide receiver. I've even been thinking about him at quarterback because – or cornerback because, you know, Dion couldn't tackle either. This dude is really athletic, and I think – Taking uh, any, I think getting it, nabbing him in the third round is imperative. But we got another caller on the line. Before we go to the caller, Columbus from Brandon got him. Celtics are playing tonight. They're about to tip off. What was the spread again, Eddie? Oh, wow. If I had to go back to that one, I'd be living in the past, my friend. But I'm going to say, I think it was Boston minus seven. What do you Eddie think about Cooper that, Columbus? Back in correct me. What? Columbus. Hey there. Columbus. Here you go. Later. Let's go to our next caller. I'll pick up the blitz. Call us show at 267-521-0153. Find us on Facebook. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Twitter. Caller, what's going on? What's your name and where are you bringing the blitz from? What's good? It's your old roommate, old Patty. Calling to talk about man, little Duke, Carolina. College guys calling in tonight, man. What's oh, up? Oh, Duke. What's up, fellas? Oh, Duke. What's yeah, going on, buddy? Here, man. Not much. I just wanted to, uh, you know, get your take on Duke, Carolina, what you guys are going to think what what's going to happen, and then see if I can give you my two cents. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. I, uh, I, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Patty boy, I don't know what's going to happen. It's yeah. always a it's one of those games, man. Match, man. It's a death yeah, match. Well, but I mean, Duke, Duke has been terrible on the road this year. They've been terrible on the road this year. So even even what they it, it, is it at Duke or at North Carolina? It's at Carolina. So it's at Carolina. So one. they go on the road. So this would be a big game to prove some stuff going forward in the season because, you know, the whole NCAA tournament is on the road. And if Duke's not doing it's on good the road, on the, on the road, road, I mean, is this yeah. going to get knocked out early? 
Well, I mean, the first thing we need to talk last night. Let's not forget. What'd you say? What'd you say, Eddie? Miami came in there last night and did some work. Game winning shot. Yeah, they did, man. I mean, that I'm, was, like, uh, I'm not yeah. a Hurricanes fan. I'm a Gators fan, so let me just make that first and foremost. But Carolina's going to be a little pissed off. I know they'll probably have a game before the big Saturday night contest. Probably the greatest rivalry in sports, if we're being honest. But, uh, yeah, they, no. they, had a, they had a tough the heartbreaker last night, man. I'm sure Matt Money, that's the reason he's actually not on the show tonight producing. <laughs> well, and, and, well that's, it, it goes both ways. Oh, he is there. Listen to you, old Matt Money. Anyway, oh, yeah, well, I mean, Carolina's not the only one with a heartbreak because I, I know you, I don't know if you saw it, but we went down to Blacksburg to play Virginia Tech, and we lost by just a, a hair. And that was uh, – I think we're, we're going to have two piss-off teams coming into the Dean Dome. Hey, Pat and, uh, what was your opinion yeah. on the uh, Virginia Tech coach? Um, the uh, they Virginia Tech came into y'all's territory, and they were laying it down thick, the Virginia Tech students. They were using swear yeah. words. They were saying this and that. They were throwing a bunch of stuff on the court. And Did you the, the Virginia the coach Tech coach, pick up the mic? yeah, he had to get on the microphone himself and say, cut out the swearing and don't throw anything on the court. And they and Virginia Tech responded uh, very. They responded very well to that situation. And also, it just goes to show you how uh, high up Duke is on the hierarchy of college basketball. Because they get everybody's highest level of intensity, and they are always a target. Uh, let me just say this. Big ups to the coach, because that, that's respect, not only from the coach's side, trying to respect, you know, I'm sure there's tons of kids in there. Um, I, I respect that. I respect the coach. I actually kind of like him. I think he's a good coach. I've never, I've watched tons of basketball, and I've never in my life seen a coach go pick up the microphone and tell his own fans, shut the hell up. I thought that was great. Uh, well, he didn't say hell, obviously, but um, I, I thought you it did. was hilarious. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> it was um, it was crazy. That was wild. Um, yeah, we every time anywhere we go, everybody's out to get us, obviously, because um, because of who we are, uh, who our coach is. I mean, we're we're some of the best of the best as far if you're talking about record wise. But um, I think I think with Duke and Carolina, if we can get back on subject, I think that we're going to have two pissed off teams coming in. Uh, you know, Duke's going to be looking for the revenge, and Carolina's going to be looking for the sweep. Now, if you know me, I'm a pretty humble Duke fan. I'm not going to say that we're just going to go in there and smash Carolina because that's not the case. It's never the case. Once in a blue moon, we'll absolutely destroy Carolina and or they'll absolutely destroy us. But um, we're healthy. We got all our guys, all of our guys back. We actually played a hell of a game against Virginia Tech, and that was a tough atmosphere to, to go in there and win, um, which we did it. But – you know, I mean, there were some questionable calls on both ends at the very end of that game, but um, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that it's going to be a hell of a game. It's on Saturday. Uh, yes, I will be drinking several beers and watching that game. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It, it's it's honestly a toss up at this point. I mean, if you're looking at if you're looking at looking at depth, leadership, and just the ability to uh, to be more dynamic, I think. I obviously think Duke has that advantage, but uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a scrap, and it's going to be one hell of a game to watch. So I hope all you uh, viewers that are listening into the show uh, definitely catch it and uh, go Duke. 
Grayson Allen's tripping um, has been down. Did they surgically remove his third <laughs> leg in the offseason? I have I have a thought oh, on man. that because hang on one second there, Pat. I actually had a thought on that because apparently Grayson Allen was kind of accused of doing something against a tech player or whoever the hell they were playing last. Um that's the thing. Who cares about that? My question to you about Grayson Allen. Two two part question here, Mr. Scarborough. Uh number one how come he can't seem to hit the game winner? That's number one. And number two, is this guy ever going to be able to transition into the NBA? Um, I think for – so for your first question, yeah, he's had – he's definitely – I mean, throughout the – He's missed the, a lot. Throughout this year. Throughout this year, he's really had trouble uh, with his three. I think he's – He's no Dwayne Wade, let's just say that. Yeah, no, I mean, let's – I mean – you, there's a couple different areas you could uh, how I could answer this question. I mean, number number one, the kid's a stud. I mean, the kid can the kid can play. Um, he's the kick only kick. senior on the team. He's the only he's only the only senior on the team. He's leading the team. He's uh, according to Coach K, the the thing that he, Coach K likes about Grayson Allen the most is that he's a talker. He communicates with the team. He runs the team. He's the backbone of the team. Um, as far as him hitting the game winning shot. Yeah, he's had trouble. I mean, especially with the threes, he's uh quick I don't... answer before commercial. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna what, get that, that one in there. He is a tripper. He's not a he's not a game winner. Watch Duke get bounced. Duke gets bounced early, and I know Patty Scar is still on the line, but we got a lot to get into. Kirk Cousins, Kate Keenum, Des Bryant. This is KB from Pick 'em to the Blitz with KB and E Fame. Ethan and I pick up a lot of our NBA material for PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and Ethane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there, our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Raj from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi wild dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold wild dog picks of the week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Quite a lot of teams in the NFL that are looking to ride with the G. It's hard to tell who that real G is, though. Is he in the draft? Is he in free agency? Is his name 
Kirk Cousins or is his name Case Keenum? What's going on, Eddie? How you doing on the flip side of the break? Horrible. Sounds horrible. All right, let's Sounds get into horrible. this. What's up, Patty Boy? Man, <laughs> ah. <laughs> What's up, Eddie? What's going on, man? Dude, I, I can't produce and host at the same time, man. We need Mad Money Mike back. Yo, All right. Good? Yeah, we're good. We're good now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fine, man. I, I put Scarborough on back on the line instead of you, dude. All right, well, we're on the air right now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we're on the air right now. So, Kirk Cousins All versus right, Case good. Keenum. Let's keep, this, let's keep this show rolling, big dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you, man. Um, Kirk Cousins versus Case Keenum. I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but we need to continue the conversation because – yeah, Kirk Cousins is the highest valued free agent in this NFL offseason free agency, if I could spit out any words. Um, he's got a choice, Eddie. He can take a big-time deal with the New York Jets, which the Players Association is hoping he does to set a precedent and raise the money for the players, or he can go to Denver and win. I mean, if that's David. not the uh, way you're looking at it, David. then we're seeing David. things from a different angle. Let's think about this here realistically, okay? All right, and I'm sure that the viewers can, the listeners, viewers, whatever, the listeners can agree with us on this one, man. The fact that Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, as you like to call him, is the most coveted free agent right now it just kind of blows my mind. And the fact that within the next couple of days we're going to see a deal come down that's going to have all of us going, oh, my God, because this guy just got paid that much money and we have never seen anything that proves that he's worth a dollar. I mean, Beck, we talked about this so much that I don't even want to bring the subject back up. Because, but it is newsworthy, so we have to touch on it, and I can't hate on that whatsoever. I'm just telling you, Kirk Cousins is so good, so good in between the 20s that it's ridiculous. Look at that, this completion percentage, yards, uh, everything, quarterback rating, everything between the 20s. And then look at his red zone percentages. He, Jay Gruden specifically designed an offense around Kirk Cousins that worked for him after he realized that, okay, I'm going to be rolling with Kirk. This is what he did, and he knows what he can do, but he also that said that he specifically had to draw up plays in the red zone that he was hesitant. I mean, this is coming from Jay Gruden. This ain't coming from me. This is coming from Jay Gruden. That he was hesitant to run him inside the red zone because he did not know if Kirk Cousins could put the ball there. And as we've seen, if you go and look back up on Kirk Cousins' highlights, you'll see that sometimes he puts it up there and the receiver makes the play. There's a, an occasional phenomenal pass. But for the majority of the time, Kirk Cousins botches red zone attempts. Go and check the stats. Go and check the tape. It is what it is. So Kirk Cousins' numbers that generate between the 20s make his worth shoot through the sky, apparently. But when you look at where you need to get the job done, where the Tom Brady's get the job done, where the Aaron Rodgers get the job done, minus the Hail Marys, crunch time, game-winning situations, scoring situations, Kirk continuously fails. And the fact that he is the most coveted free agent right now still blows my mind. 
And the fact that we're still talking about him two years into this show, year and a half, two and a half, whatever the hell it is, still blows my mind. And the fact that Kirk Cousins is even even a name out there still blows my mind, dude. I, I just got to tell you, man, at this point, I'm so over it. Sign the deal with the Jets so you can get paid, Kirk. Fade into the blackness, and we're done with you. At least that's how I feel about it, man. Yeah, we're done with them. Now let's move on to Nick Foles. I don't think that Philadelphia should be in any hurry to get rid of Nick Foles. I uh, don't care what you can get from him. He can always build his value in the first couple games of the season. But he's you know not how to be tailor. the first couple games, KB. Yes, he They're is. You know, why, would, why would you rush Carson Wentz back if you didn't have to, if you have a backup quarterback he, who's playing well? Of all people – if all people that should understand this, it should be you, Eddie, because the 71 Dolphins that won uh, 14 games and went undefeated and popped champagne at the end of every season, yeah, Bob Greasy wasn't the quarterback for that whole season. Earl Morrill had to hold it down in the middle. Carson yeah, Wentz well, cannot Earl be expected. Is also a loser that no one cares about because Earl Morrill never cannot... the Dolphins conversation. Yeah, that's because the Dolphins don't even care to keep track of their own team. But Carson Wentz, there's no reason to rush him back when you have Nick Foles. And there's no reason to rush Nick Foles off. Look, Eddie, if Nick Foles is really good, he builds his trade value. If he doesn't play that well, you're still not putting Carson Wentz and pushing him out there and pushing him off the ledge to swim too early. It's a win-win situation to hang on to Nick Foles because he can either build value in the trade market or not build value in the trade market, and you know if something happens to Carson that he will still be there as the backup quarterback. And Two. the Philadelphia Eagles will make that decision. I will be right about that. Two points. Let's go, to our, let's, Two points. let's go to our caller. You're going to have to hit him later. Oh, caller, you're what's your name? Dark, dude. I hate when Hello? you do that. Hey, what's Hello? going on, man? Bring the blitz. Uh, no, it's a uh, big fan, Brian, from uh, Northern Virginia, long-time listener. I like to try to call in. What's up, dude? And um, uh, nothing much. How are you guys doing? No, we're great on the show, but man. other than that, I'm really over KB cutting me off as a <laughs> caller, but bring the blitz, brother. Caller-driven uh, show? Um, I kind of want to um, just say something that kind of doesn't get brought up much, but um, – a shout-out to our uh, Olympic girls, and we had a resignation of our Olympic um, USOC, like Olympic chairman, Scott Blackman, who oh, resigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ongoing scandals. And so, um, down, go girls, I hope, I hope the victims receive justice. And we, let's don't forget about our, our lady athletes who, um, who, who God only knows what they go through. And, and, like, it's a pebble in the ocean. It's a pebble in the ocean, but it is a small step towards justice. And, um, you know, uh, yeah. It's that, we're going to have to turn the headline is sound by health concerns, but I don't want to say, like, good riddance. I don't wish poor health upon anybody, but it is a, it's a small step forward for the girls, and I hope it's a tiny step towards their recovery. And uh, just wanted to be sure to get that in, and let's not forget about the lady athletes. No, absolutely not. not absolutely not. And we, got, we have Title IX to make sure that we don't. And it's a good thing. Title IX is a good thing, everybody. Yeah, Trust me. Definitely. Trust me. Why, do you, why yeah. do you think that well, USA women's soccer is so much better than USA men's soccer? It's because our women have more opportunities to play here in our country. 
Yeah, yeah, they're bringing you, home you, gold you, time and time again. And same thing with the gymnasts. Same thing with the these women, um, gymnasts. The women they bring home other gold countries, time and time again. The women yeah. in other countries sometimes aren't, aren't allowed to play, you know what I mean? Or yeah. practice or, or that. Here, they we give them the, the, the correct opportunities, the right way to do it. And uh, that's the way mm-hmm. that it needs to stay. Yeah. And and we need to we need to continue to be uh to be more uh what's the what's the right word you know what I mean um, um yeah, gender aware, gender like they've always gender equality around. yeah yeah we're just aware of yeah, our, you know, how hard they compete they're, they're, they compete no you know what I mean like just shout out all for all the right reasons and I hope I hope it helps it's certainly not even the beginning of the end, but I, I do hope it helps. I, I feel terrible for the victims. Well, that that's a hell of a shout-out. We appreciate it here. I'll pick it up the Blitz. We'll holler at you next well, thanks week. For I, know, I know Eddie Fane's about to – no problem, man. I know Eddie Fane's about to uh, lop my head off here. What were those two points you were going to get into here, Eddie? Nick before Foles. Women's oh, you mean before women's equality? Nothing, because yeah, well, that trumps everything right now. Uh, great call. Women uh, everywhere, more power to you. Keep coming forward with everything, and um, go USA. Yeah, I like that. Now let's Awkward get back silence to after that, huh? Awkward silence after that. Yeah, I want to hear what you had to say about Nick Foles, bruh. Oh, Nick Foles. Okay, back to Nick Foles. I don't know, man. Our caller got in depth about a very serious issue, and for us on Picking Up the Blitz, it was well handled, well received, and he was absolutely right. And um, more power to him, more power to the women. I, I understand with that 100%. Back to Nick Foles, here's what I'm saying, KB. You had that right on two different perspectives. Because if you go from the perspective, the perspective of starting Nick Foles, then you're absolutely right. It gives Carson Wentz time to freaking heal. And the more you actually talk, the more I kind of agree with you. It gives Carson Wentz more time to heal. Not to worry, because God knows Nick Foles is not going to carry the Eagles to a 6-0 and start. He's going to carry them to a 3-3 and start, at which time it's time to realize Nick Foles, although, Nick Foles, although being the Super Bowl MVP, is not what you want as your starting quarterback for a whole season. He came in, he did the job to a T. And the reason that I was going to argue and say, oh, start Carson Wentz, and the reason that you need to get rid of Nick Foles is because the second that Carson Wentz falters just the slightest, everyone's going to be like, well, why don't we bring in the Super Bowl MVP? So, KB, do be honest, and this is very rare. I mean, this is about as rare as it gets. This is, this is like a blitz first, I really feel like. You swayed me on your argument, dude. And then, and then I had the, uh, the women's thing. I reflected about whatever else we were talking about during that. Um, not to hate on women or anything, but I did. It is what it is. But I'm well, just telling you. you back to your level of sensitivity. The fact is that why not keep Nick Foles there? Why not start him? Because it it can do nothing but be, it can be nothing but beneficial for Carson Wentz to sit on the bench oh. a little bit longer. He'll a little. He'll hang on, dude. If you want me to talk, I'm going to talk. Okay. Yeah, I got no. you. All right. If you want to let Carson Wentz heal a little bit more. Put Nick Foles in there for the first few games. Get you to literally, it's going to be three and two, three and three, two and four could be there, two and three could be. It could be anywhere in between there, and it doesn't really matter at the beginning of the season, as we as we know. And then put your boy Carson Wentz back when he's back to full health. KB, I actually got to say for the first time in Blitz history, I agree with you 100. percent 
keep Nick Foles on the roster, but do not keep Nick Foles on the roster if you're planning on starting Carson Wentz. If you're planning on starting Nick Foles, keep him on the roster. If you're planning on starting him, if you're planning on keeping him on the bench, do not put that psychological mind screw on Carson Wentz because it's just not going to be beneficial for his career, for your team, or your fan base. Boom, bang, bang. Thank you, Fane out. I also agree with that. If you go, if you keep Nick Foles on the roster, you have him, you have him start and essentially blow up, keep his job. Number one, you know how? Uh, uh, well, oh man, we forgot our we forgot our segment, man. Uh, uh, truth, fallacy, or facade? Where the truth would be, Nick Foles blows up in the starting position. Facade would be he's holding it down for Carson Wentz to be fully healthy and to look at his trade value and worth as the best backup quarterback in the NFL on a cost-benefit analysis. And then the fallacy would be you trade Nick Foles now to some dummy and get what you can. But I think that you got to go with – with the truth, you you have to start start Nick Foles and let and let him, him yes. and if let him lose his job, let him lose his starting job to Carson Wentz. And if he doesn't, I mean, what have you lost? You got your you got your star quarterback. Like, just say that he doesn't. Let's take it another another well, level, Eddie. Let's say that he doesn't lose his starting job and they keep playing well. Then you all you have is Carson Wentz and a very successful team that has right. a quarterback that won't lose his job, and you got a, a dude that gets the rest the whole year, which he otherwise wouldn't. So it's a win-win. Maybe no, wait, 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 wait. Before you go ahead and switch subjects here, buddy. Here's what you need to think about, though. When are you going to have Nick Foles for the highest trade value other than right now? If you're going to trade this guy right now as a Super Bowl MVP winner, you're never going to get Nick Foles at a higher trade value. So you but your cost for, benefit uh, first round analysis. pick, uh, cornerback, uh, whatever Philly needs, uh, an offensive lineman. I mean, everything Eddie, needs to be pretty solid on Philly's roster right now. Benefit what? analysis. It it, do, it allows you to hang on to him over. I mean, if you're going to get a number one pick for him right now, then done just deal. Look at a picture of Nick Foles. Just look at one picture but, of Nick Foles and tell me you want that guy's your starting quarterback. Just if look you at could one get picture. a number Eddie, if you could get a number one pick for him, done deal right now. But let's let I Nick think, Foles. I think he's worth more than that. I think that to a, to a scrub team, to an Arizona Cardinals, he's worth more than a number one pick. He's worth that. He's worth a defensive. Freaking back, and he's worth well, a, if that was uh, the case, you know, a second string running back. If, that, if that's the case, Eddie, then why hasn't a team pulled the trigger yet? It's all up in the air, and there's still time. And I think that we're going to see many things unfold. He's the best now, backup, Eddie. He's the best backup in the league since Jimmy Garoppolo became the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Now we need to transition into who owns Miami. Oh, who owns Miami? That would be one plain and simple and old. Dwayne. Oh, This guy. Let me tell you something about this guy. This guy who carried us against a 
up-and-coming Philadelphia 76ers team last night. This guy who went to Chicago reluctantly, then went to Cleveland to be the old man in the shadow of his boy. This guy who came home to the 305, who no longer called Dade County, Wade County. This guy who everyone said after the Pelicans game where he missed the game winner, although he made two to give him the lead and got posterized by Anthony Davis. This guy carried us last night in a crucial, we're sitting in like the eighth or seventh, I think it's the seventh seed now. This guy puts the team on his back in his homeland, in the arena that literally is his. This guy owns that arena. And this guy at 35, 36, bad knees, has no speed. The flash is more like the, eh, the ash. Because he's that old yet at the ash. I just came up with that off the top of my head. That was firm, by the way. Dude, this dude put us on his back. And watching him, it was so vintage. Wayne Wade last night. All the shout-outs in the world to him. And for the Miami Heat franchise that I know none of our Blitz listeners care about, dude, thank God he came back. Thank God he's going to finish because all we are lacking is straight-up leadership. And all we have been lacking is straight-up leadership. And when the time comes for a star to shine, guess what? Dwayne Wade's there. And guess what? It's still his house. And guess what? The fan base still loves him just as much. And guess what? Chicago would never give him that love. Cleveland would never give him that love. And at 35, you want to see him put up 27 points? You want to see him put up 15 of the last 17 points, including a game winner with 5.2 seconds left? Who do you call? Away. That's all I got to say about that. You got any thoughts on it? You slacker. You Kyrie Irving loving son of a gun. Yeah, Boston loving little freaking Celtic Irish men jumping around saying, hey, "Hey, we're coming for you, Beck. We're coming for you hard." Yeah, I got some thoughts, man. Um, there's there's never been any question that the dude could hit the big shot. I mean, I used to see this guy run around six defenders with uh, Shaquille O'Neal back in the day to make the play. I mean, there's there's absolutely no question that the guy can can get it done. And and what's at stake here is, is he's really going to have to, in order for Miami to be successful, he's really going to have to work and coincide and communicate with Pat Riley and the Miami Heat training staff so that they can limit his minutes and, and maximize his potential in his old age. And I do think there's still a lot to get out of him. But do I think that they get out of the first round of the playoffs? with him no absolutely i think 100%. i think that 100%, i think that they 100%. they may eddie hold on i think they may be able to no, you're extend. right you're right, you're right. You, gave me my time. you gave me my time go ahead you got you gave me my time no, go I, ahead. I just think i think they might they might be able to extend a series a couple more games than they normally would have been without having Dwayne wait there and 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 there's also the possibility of that you're right i mean maybe he is enough to get him out of the first round but that, it's that's not, it. It's not points, Beck. It's maybe it's not points that I'm looking I for. I understand it's that more than anybody. It's the fact that we have lost so many close games 
based on points with you and not knowing who, because we got young kids, Josh Richardson, Boren Dragic can't get it done, Hassan obviously can't get it done, uh, we got, you know, uh, James Johnson who signed a big contract, Deion Waiters who's done for the season. It's the fact that we don't have a go-to guy in clutch prime time. Dwayne, Dwayne needs to change that five-letter name to another five-letter name. B-L-U-C-C-H. Wait, what is that? Six? Wait, what's Wayne? D-W-A-Y-N-E. All right, six then. All right, so I was a little bit off. Whatever. Six-letter name needs to be changed. Clutch. This guy has done it, and he's done it my entire freaking life of watching basketball, dude. Because I was yeah, in middle I think school watching this. I think you're still a I'm little a bit Dwayne off, Wade. man. I'm a big Dwayne Wade rider, dude. I think I'm you're a still a little bit off. I don't, I don't think you need to change his name to Clutch. He's always been Clutch. What he needs to be right now is the ninth inning closer for the Miami Heat. They absolutely have to have that. That's what they need. Pat Riley and uh, the soccer the soccer coach there on the sidelines uh, can get the rest done. Dwayne Wade just needs to come in, fill his spots, execute, do his job. And they're going to put him in position. They're going to manage his minutes and uh, – I'm with you, man. I'm actually with you. I think that uh, this is this is not this is not the last big shot you see of Dwayne Wade this season. I think there's about ten to twelve more to come throughout the season. Him and putting we get, up and we, and we get and we get a couple in the postseason too. Him putting up twenty-seven is not what I'm expecting at all on a night-to-night basis. I'm expecting twelve points, six rebounds, four assists fine at 35 I don't care but when it comes down to the last shot which we have lost so many games on thank god this guy's back at home where he belongs man that's all I got to say Des Bryant's future with the Dallas Cowboys Eddie how do you see this going down how do you see this playing out listen 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 let me let me run some Des Bryant stats for you okay look you go back to 2012 2013 2014 every played every game Okay, and uh, 2012, 92 receptions, 2013, 93 receptions, 2014, 88 receptions, each one of those accumulating around 1,300 yards, each one of those years. In 2015, only games played, you know, injury, whatever. Nine games played, 31 receptions, 401 yards. I mean, it wasn't good. And then we look at the touchdowns from those previous three years that I discussed, 16, 13, 12. After that injury of that that three touchdown season in 2015, this guy faltered, man, and he's 29 years old. Look at the end of Dez. I don't know why you're so into him right now, but I'm gonna give you stat at the stat at the stat. It's like hundred at the hundred at the hundred, honey. SoundCloud. But look, I mean, in 2016, played 13 games, 50 receptions, 796 yards, eight touchdowns. Is still, I guess, impressive. Couple ten twenty yard plays, two thousand seventeen. So it's, it's it's obviously Tony was his boy. Him and Tony were boys back in the day, and now Dak and him they just haven't figured it out because Dak, as we know, is overrated. You might have a disagreement with that, but that's for a different show. And then we look at last year, two thousand seventeen, sixteen games, only sixty nine receptions, only eight hundred thirty eight yards, six touchdowns, his lowest since two thousand and ten. So, Des Bryant at 29 years old, are you done? I hate to say it because I've always considered him a top five receiver. But, bro, the way I'm looking at it right now, ugh. If you're, de- if you're the Cowboys, then you can get any trade value for him. 
get him out because you've got a new regime with your boy Dak Prescott, the, the, God, the, the, the godsend, the golden child, who obviously we, we realize is not the guy that we thought he was or not the guy you thought he was. I always thought he was trash. If you're Dallas, you can get any trade value to, again, a team like Arizona with Larry Fitzgerald on his way out. Send him out, buddy. Eddie, um, we're not gonna we're not gonna save the uh, Dak Prescott being overrated conversation for another he show is. because uh, I've cleared that up in the past with you specifically in multiple shows. Yeah. Pick 'em the Blitz being that show, you the co-host, me the host, and I was the one that said when Tony Romo came back, give him the opportunity to play. Because Tony Romo is playing for legacy, and he's the better quarterback. I don't give a crap if Dak got him there. And we also mentioned today on this show with the Dolphins that Bob Greasy took the team back from Earl Moore, and they went undefeated. uh, Earl Moore didn't lose the game, and he had no problem losing his job. I, You know, man, I was the one. I said Tony Romo should have started that game against the Packers. He was healthy. He was there. I didn't care about Dak's momentum. And, in fact, I didn't want to put that playoff loss on Dak. If if Tony Romo lost it, he lost the legacy, and it was on him. It was on him. And Dak didn't have to take that Cowboy loss. And I think that loss hurt that. I knew it would, and I was right about it. And you should come I off think- it right now. I'm just telling you real quick before we get into game balls or whatever we're going to do here for the last couple of minutes, man, I think the thing that really hurt Dez a lot was what is a oh, catch, take it what isn't a catch. Take it back to Dez. I had to take it back to Dez real quick, man, just because I'm still looking at his stats and just kind of scratching my head here, man. That catch that was obviously a catch against the Packers, I believe. Well, they reversed uh, In that playoff game. It. Four years I, later. I had to get back into that, man. I, I swear to God he hasn't been right since then. I, I promise you that's a fact. It, four years later, now the NFL just reversed it in the last couple of days. They said that's a catch. Yep. They yep. said that's yep. a catch. Tough break. Tough break for Cowboys fans. I mean, I hate them anyways, but, but it is what it is. We got but game hey, balls. You, you, game yeah, balls. yeah, yeah. But you got to – before we go to game balls, you remember me telling you that Tony Romo should start those playoff games. You I know you do. You said the best ever team. No, no. That's not what I said. And now – Game balls given out by your boy E. Bain and Kyle Beck. Brought to you by Gold Chains of Champagne Entertainment. Hell yeah! I'm gonna take it first with two words. Underway! Away! Oh, hey. Finally, check the game, baby. Please, for two words. Go ahead, KB. Get the game balls. Close the show, Bubba. Hey! My game balls are going to Tom Coughlin on the re-signing of Blake Bortles. It's a reasonable deal. Three-year, $54 million contract. Plus, you know exactly what you're going to get at the quarterback position while you're trying to improve the structure of the rest of the team. This is a guy down there. He's an old man. He's an old fart, but he's running the show. He won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning. Clearly, he sees the capability in Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is always available. Blake Bortles has some assets. They see what they see 
Eddie, can you can you argue with them? It's an in-house decision. Yeah, I can argue with 100%. He's the reason they weren't in the Super Bowl. That guy. No, no. When when that's completely incorrect. Eddie, when when they lost the AFC Championship, Blake Bortles was not on the field. Blake Bortles was not on the field. He was not on the field. You're wrong. I'm right. Pick up the blitz. Next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs>